Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. saints today is saturday august the 20th of the year 2022 i am your host and teacher dr Kamala d of learning bible truth ministries now as you all know those of you who have been following this series i have been sharing some excerpts some episodes of the teachings of the late great apostle then, back in 1997, Dr. Frederick Casey Price, Sr., he taught an epic series entitled Race, Religion, and Racism. So, now, I have moved forward. He is going to start talking about some information that Louis Farrakhan was sharing in reference to the Bible and as it relates to Jesus and the uh, prophet Elijah from the uh, Old Testament, and my God, my God, my God, it, it was difficult for me to hear this when I heard it years ago, and it's, it, it was difficult for me to hear this when um, I listened to it before I decided to share it, because I consider myself a Bible scholar as well. I know the scriptures well, and what God has not revealed to me, I know how to research, go to God, and get the revelation of it. And let me tell you something, when false teaching is being shared in reference to the Bible, my spirit is just turning, at, just like Fred Price. So I want you to sit back and hold on to your seats. Um, I may not say much during this episode. I'm going to combine two, so you will hear some breaks, and I'm going to edit out a lot of the repetitiveness, but you will hear some breaks. So sit back and listen uh, to Bible truth. Sensitive area of this whole series. And um, I don't know how to do this out of my, you know, in my mind. I don't know how to do this other than to just do what I always do. Just let it all hang out. All I can tell you is, as I've said all the way through this series, that none of this is personal with me. Okay? And I don't think that I could be that stupid and that dumb and that ignorant to have influenced all of you to gather here in this place for 25 years, week after week after week, to follow a raving maniac. <laughs> You're too intelligent for that, okay? And so I don't need to get on nationwide television and shoot at anybody.
because before I ever said what I'm getting ready to say, we already are celebrating our 25th year in ministry very successfully. I've been on television for 20, we're in our 21st year, very successfully. We have a worldwide influence. I have many books, many tapes, and many accolades from people whose lives have been touched and changed by the ministry. All of a sudden now, I don't need to start shooting at individuals. That's what I want you to get. There's no profit in it. There's no benefit in it. Are you following me? But I am a seeker after the truth. I want to know. And I'll, um, I'll turn over every rock, every stone, anything that's in my way that I can get my little hot hand on, I'll turn it over to examine it to be sure that it is what it claims to be. So I, I have to say this to my Muslim brothers, at least brothers in the skin, that I would never, I'm not afraid, but I just don't have any need to shoot at, put down, make light of any individual person. But anybody who stands and speaks on behalf of Jesus Christ or who stands and speaks on behalf of Muhammad, you should be ready to defend and validate what you say as their representative. I don't care whether you're white, black, brown, red, or yellow. So, don't take this personally. This is not an attack. I want to now look at the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, the undisputed leader of the NOI, the Nation of Islam. Again, I have never met the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. He has never, to my knowledge, ever done anything to Fred Price. He's never put his hands on me. I've read nothing that he has said or written about me. So he's not my enemy. So I don't have anything against this man. So I would not attack him. However, he is a leader. Very vocal leader of the nation of Islam. And he makes some statements that are disturbing to me as a Christian, minister of the gospel, and as a Christian for 45 years. Whatever he has to say about, as a leader, whatever he has to say about Muhammad, whatever he has to say about Allah, whatever he has to say about Islam, I have no you know, no challenge with that, no problem. But when a non-Christian says things about the Bible and about Jesus Christ, my ears and my antenna go way up. I be listening carefully. Because if you're not born again, if you are not a child of God through Jesus Christ, you have not accepted and confessed Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, you cannot possibly understand the Bible. And when you make statements, when you make categorical statements that challenge the veracity of God's Word, the Holy Bible, even though that may not be your intent, but that's what it comes off as. I got to speak up. 
not against you or a person, but against what's being proclaimed. Several years ago, I went to a, um, it, was, it was entitled a Muslim Awareness Conference. And at the time, I was in the midst of compiling my research for this series, Race, Religion, and Racism. And so, um, the Lord had been dealing with me about Islam, about uh, Muhammad, about the nation of Islam. And so, I was collating information. So, I, I felt like that this conference would be a place where I could start and get some information, first-hand information, some documented, documented information about uh, Islam so that I wouldn't just be going off, shooting off the top of my head, shooting from the hip as, as we say. So I went to this conference. While I was there, uh, in fact, we were getting ready to have lunch. While we were having lunch, it was a break time. While we were having lunch, they played a videotape. And um, I, we were eating and I was watching this tape and I almost swallowed the fork. I heard some things that blew me away. I heard some things that, that were scary. I mean, in the natural, frightening things. Didn't scare me, but I mean, it was just frightening to hear these words. And what it was, was a, it was a television series that was done by the Christian Television Network of Detroit, Michigan. And the host was Glenn R. Plummer. And he hosted a five-part expose entitled Farrakhan Charismatic Beacon or Cult Leader. Now that, and that's, that's the title. That's not Fred Price saying the Honorable Louis Farrakhan is a cult leader. I'm telling you, this is what this program was. Okay? It was on television over a five-day period. Five-part expose, and the title of the week's messages were Farrakhan, Charismatic Beacon, or Cult Leader. Well, I, I, right away, I said, God, I got to get this. And so I went and found out how to do it. I called him and talked with Mr. Mr. Plummer himself, and I got permission to use this. And so I got the videotape of it. I'm going to show some of it in a few moments. Uh, it's not because we have, well, I don't know how good it's going to be, but uh, uh, good in terms of you being able to see it. But I want you to hear this for yourself because uh, I'm getting a little P.O.'d and I just want to use my best English. You know, I'm getting just a little P.O.'d with people writing and calling here uh, Muslim people trying to say that what I'm saying is not true. You ignorant jackass, if you listen, I'm giving you out of your own book. That's why I took three years to do this research. This is out of your own book. Okay, I gave you the chapter number and the verse designation and the numbers and the copyright date and the whole thing just so that nobody could legitimately refute what I would say. I would not dare get up here on nationwide television and talk about a religion as prominent and as large as Islam without having documented information. I am not crazy. I may be black, but I'm not crazy. Okay. So I 
would want you to hear this from the man himself. I'm not going to quote anything. I'm going to let you hear out of his own mouth. Okay? <clears throat> well, I am, I mean, you know, you get, you, you get so much, you get, just get fed up with it, ignorant, it just irks me, and everybody that has had something negative to say about this series, I guarantee you, not one person that's called this church, not one person that has written a letter has heard this series from number one all the way through sequentially. Because if you had, there is nothing legitimate that you can say. I told you before, I did my homework. Now, in listening to this series, I heard some things from the lips of Mr. Uh, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan himself that were somewhat disturbing to me in reference to the Jesus of the Bible. I think that it will be of great interest to our present study to examine some of the things that Minister Farrakhan says about Jesus because he, as I said, is an outstanding leader of the nation of Islam. There are many, many black people that look up to him, and I would not dare do anything to try to defame this man. As I've already forestated, he's never done anything to me. I don't have a thing against him. Not a thing in the world. But he represents somebody, and he supposedly speaks for Allah. Well, he says he speaks for Allah. He speaks for Almighty God. Well, when you start tell it, saying things that are not biblically based, even though supposedly from the Bible, you get me involved in this. You know? And uh, there have been enough lies told on Jesus by others down through time. And I'm just not going to stand still and let somebody else tell some more stuff. Okay, so anyway. Um, so I think it will be a great interest to our present study to examine some of the things that Minister Farrakhan says about Jesus. If you are a member of the Nation of Islam or are contemplating becoming one, you need to know these things going in. In the New Testament, in the book of Galatians, let's look at it, chapter 1. I want to read a couple of Verses. I keep saying I have to say, I want to say it again. It's nothing personal. Nothing personal. I mean, I've, I, you know, in my mind, and based upon all this around me, I, I've, already, I've already arrived. Now, I'm not as far as I'm going to go. But, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a struggling minister trying to get started. That's, that's my point. I mean, I've been here a day or two. I got a little, I got a slight bit of credibility. Not a whole lot, but I got some credibility. So I don't need to attack anybody to try to get points. Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? So if you understand that, then you look beyond appearances and get down to the heart of the thing and really begin to see the truth here. All right, now watch this now. Again, if you are a member of the Nation of Islam or contemplating becoming one, you need to know these things going in. In the New Testament, in the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 1, chapter 1, beginning with verse 1, Oh, Lord Jesus. Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, 
and all the brethren who are with me. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world or evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who calls you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Now turn to... John's Gospel, chapter 4. 1 John, 1 John, 1 John, 1st Epistle of John. 1 John, chapter 4. 1 John, chapter 4. Beginning with verse... Oh, boy. 1 John, chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now already in and he is now already in the world so they had him back there 2,000 years ago and have him today now listen to this look at verse 2 again by this you know the spirit of God every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God and this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Now, when it says that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, it's not just talking about Jesus of Nazareth. It's not just talking about a man named Jesus. When it says Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, it's talking about Jesus, the anointed of God. Christ means the anointed one. It also means Messiah. You can say, yes, a historical man named Jesus came in the flesh. But that's not saying that Jesus Christ, the anointed of God, has come in the flesh. You've got to make that distinction. Now, I didn't say what I just read. The Apostle Paul and the Apostle John said it. Let's examine some of these statements. Gentlemen, I'm ready for the first segment. We would be remiss and considered ungrateful 
for raising from the midst of us not one, Listen. but two yeah. messiahs. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable Louis Farrakhan. It is in their names and in the names of righteous men and women everywhere. Those that are living and those who have already become ancestors and even in the names of those who are yet to be born onto the earth. We offer the greeting words of peace. We say it in Arabic. Assalamu alaikum. I have something that I'm sure some of you have seen. It's a copy of Newsweek magazine. Look at the picture carefully. It has a picture of someone that they say is Jesus. But I would respectfully say he doesn't look like the Jesus that we know. This is so critical and you have to you have to really pay attention because it, it makes it look like there's really no big, no big difference between Christians and, and Muslims. See, sure, they, they believe in Jesus. But watch this. Turn in your Bible to James chapter 2. See, you've got to be very careful, and that's how people are getting they're getting tricked. Especially those that have been brought up, perhaps, what we call in a Christian home. And been around the things of Christ for years. And because of the racism and the, the other stuff that the church has perpetrated against people of color in America. They feel like they're safe in going there because they believe in Jesus too. But they can go where they're, they know they're going to be welcome. Because it's going to be skin for skin. See what I mean? It's real, 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 real subtle. 
you've got to be careful. All right, in, in James chapter 2, verse 19, it says, You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the, belie the demons believe and tremble. So, see, the demons, they believe in Jesus, in God and Jesus. They believe in it, but they don't accept him as their personal Savior and Lord. They believe in Jesus. Now, you notice he mentioned something about this is, this is the, one of the, I guess, ministers of the mosque, and they're introducing um, Minister Farrakhan. But, but it's very clear, it's clever. You notice he said something about what the Quran says about Jesus. It says, we made Mary and her, uh, her baby Jesus as a son. But they don't go on to tell you that the Quran also says that Jesus was no more than an apostle. He was not the son of God. In fact, they go so far as to say God could not have a son. Believe in Jesus? Believe what about Jesus? Better be careful. All right, gentlemen, I'm ready for roll-in number four. Listen carefully, you're going to be hearing from uh, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan himself. Listen very, very carefully. You've got to listen carefully. Are not the best examples. They are good examples. Good examples. But the best example of what man is and what man and woman can become is in the personage of the man called Jesus Christ. Uh, I didn't expect to hear that. I'm a Muslim mom. I thought you people uh, were Hamilton.
something. You approve it or you close it. If you if you approve it, that means that the life of Jesus and Muhammad would fulfill in every aspect what the prophet as signs of that last one gave us in their lives. The fulfiller doesn't look like the prophet. The fulfiller verifies the prophet as a prophet. You could call the prophet liars if the fulfiller does not come to do what the prophet said he would do. <clears throat> if you think that your man, 1400 years ago as an Orthodox Muslim, or 2000 years ago as a Christian, fulfilled it all, then there's no need for us to be here today because the work of the fulfiller would have ushered in a brand new world and civilization. It has not happened yet. It's coming now. To seal up. All right, now, I told you a moment ago, a few moments ago, about the fact that if, you've not, if you're not born again, in other words, you haven't been recreated in your human spirit, then you can't understand the spiritual significance of the Bible. You'll simply read it as a historical document and miss out on what it's saying. Now, what he's saying is that Jesus that came 2,000 years ago did not fulfill. See, what, what, he, what he's, a mistake I believe that he's making is he's thinking about the end of everything. Mm -hmm. And later on, as we get into another one of these things, uh, statements from him, he, he brings the Jews in and he claims that the Jews also, uh, uh, that's why they didn't accept Jesus, because he was not the real one. He was not the fulfiller, because the Jews, they were expecting a conquering king to come. They were expecting somebody to come and throw off the Roman yoke right off of their backs right away. All of them, because the Jews were not born again, and because apparently Minister Farrakhan is not born again, they don't know anything about the redemptive work of Messiah. That's right. That's They're only right. looking at the end of everything and thinking that since he didn't change everything and usher in the grand kingdom that he's going to usher in when he comes this next time, then they say he's not the one. But they didn't understand that there's the cross Hallelujah. before the crown. Hallelujah. Cross before the crown. No cross, no crown. Hallelujah. Roll number 10. You got to listen to this one real carefully. This is, this is heavy, heavy, heavy. Listen to this very carefully. These were all on a tape with. You the people. Turn it up. is going to be raised tomorrow. He's not a white man. Believe it or not, he's one of your own brothers. Now, I'm going to prove it that I'm going on. <laughs> and have that Easter to you, too. Turn up the volume a little bit. Born in Bethlehem of Judea, 
was born in Sandersville, Georgia. <laughs> Unbelievable. False teaching at its best. Saints, I hate to interrupt, but he's talking about Elijah Muhammad now. That that's <laughs> uh, this is false teaching at its best. Do you hear me? If you ever want to hear someone misunderstand the Bible and then telling it to people he know don't know the Bible, and apparently neither does Louis Farrakhan, because everything he just said, you cannot confirm it in Scripture. You can't. Now, because he's drawn out a few little scriptures, that doesn't mean anything. He doesn't understand the cross before the crown. But I'm going to let Fred Price tear this apart. Now, let's continue. Listen. with this. 
I mean, I mean, I have a big, gigantic, humongous Jurassic Park dinosaur-sized Godzilla rise again problem with this. This is Mr. Farrakhan's version of who Elijah is. Mr. Farrakhan is a Muslim and speaks for God, Allah, based upon the teachings of the Quran, the holy book of the Muslims. Don't you think it fair that we let Jesus speak for God, Jehovah, based upon the teachings of the Bible, the holy book of the Christians? If anybody ought to know who Jesus and Elijah are, it ought to be the one God, Jehovah, who sent or sent with his Jehovah's message, Jesus. Let me say that again. If anybody ought to know who Jesus and Elijah are, it ought to be the one God, Jehovah, sent with his Jehovah's message. Jesus said, let's look at it, John chapter 8. Now you Christians that are thinking about making a move, you've been listening to this carefully. Jesus is Elijah and Elijah is Jesus. If they're one and the same, he said it, you heard it, Fred Price did not say it, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan said it, you heard it out of his mouth. Verse 18, I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. Get this now. I am one. This is Jesus speaking. I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. Now go to the 16th chapter of John. That was John chapter 8, uh, saints. Now they're going to John 16. Verse 25. John 16, 25. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. All right, now watch this now. That's God Jehovah. So God said in the last book of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, let's go there now. The two scriptures that I just gave you was to show you that Jesus came from God. All right? Now, the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan quoted that. Didn't read it, but he quoted it. Now, I have a question for you. Verse 5 again, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Pick up on this now. I will send you Elijah the prophet. Ah, uh, is that what it said? Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. 
What I, my question is, is he going to send the physical Elijah the prophet that used to live on earth? The last time we heard anything about Elijah the prophet, something else occurred. It's in 2 Kings chapter 2. Let's go there quickly. 2 Kings chapter 2. I've got to put this together for you. 2 Kings chapter 2. We want to find out about the last time we heard anything about Elijah being on this earth. Ay, 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 ay. 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 11. Then it happened as they continued on and talking. This was Elijah and Elisha, his protege. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. So Elijah, the prophet, went up into heaven alive. My question is, when we just read it in Malachi, that God said, I will send you before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Come, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet. My question is, did he mean that he's going to send back the Elijah that went up in the chariot? That's awesome. Now, you heard this. This is not Fred Price putting words into the mouth of the honorable Louis Farrakhan, you saw and heard with your own ears. He said, now if I'm, you tell me if I mis, misheard what he said. I thought I heard him say that Elijah and Jesus are one in the same. Did anybody hear that or is that just me? All right, now that is, that is awesome. That's awesome. Saints, when Fred Price says awesome, because someone mentioned this to me, he's talking about shocking. You know, there's two definitions, uh, two different definitions of awesome. But he's talking about shocking. So let's resume. Now, the brother can speak. You can say what you want. He had them folks climbing over the seats. <laughs> and if you're not careful, you get caught up in the rhetoric right. and you miss out on what's really being said. Now, if Elijah and Jesus are one in the same, that says to me then that Elijah is Jesus and Jesus is Elijah. Did I misunderstand that? Did I misunderstand that? Now, I mean, maybe, I mean, I'm not perfect, so I might have misunderstood it, but I heard him say that Jesus and Elijah, Elijah are one in the same. So if they're one and the same, then that means that Jesus is Elijah and Elijah is Jesus. I mean, that's what it says to me. Okay? Now, can this be supported by the Bible? Nope. Not at all. This is Mr. Farrakhan's version of who Elijah is. Mr. Fa now listen carefully. Mr. Farrakhan is a Muslim and speaks for God, Allah, based upon the teachings of the Quran, the holy book of the Muslims. Don't you think it fair that we let Jesus speak for God, Jehovah, 
based upon the teachings of the Bible, the holy book of the Christians. Okay? If anybody ought to know who Jesus and Elijah are, it ought to be the one that God Jehovah sent with his, that is with Jehovah's message. Did you get that? Let me say it again. If anybody ought to know who Jesus and Elijah are, it ought to be the one God Jehovah sent with God Jehovah's message. You still with me? Now, here's what Jesus said about himself. Turn to John chapter 8. We looked at this before, but I need to bring closure to it, so I've got to go back to it and then move on from there. John chapter 8. It is a very serious business because the, the Muslims, as we heard last week in the opening statement by the person that was introducing uh, Minister Farrakhan, he said, we believe in Jesus too. Right, but believe what? You know, believe what? I believe that Columbus lived too, but so what? What does that say? You know, so just because you say you believe in Jesus, I can't just afford to run over and jump in your lap. I, want, I have to find out what do you believe about Jesus? And the Quran is very clear on its teachings about Jesus the Christ. The Quran, which is the holy book of the Muslims, declares that Jesus was only an apostle. He was not the Son of God. In fact, the Quran categorically states that God could not have a son. Now that's serious business. Now, John chapter 8, and look at verse 18. Jesus himself is speaking. He said, I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. What I want you to pick up on there is notice what Jesus said about how, why he's here. He said, the Father sent me. Now, if the Father sent him, it would seem reasonable to me that the Father would have had a reason for sending Jesus. But Jesus didn't say, I came on my own. I just woke up one morning in heaven and decided I'd go. He said, the Father sent me. So if the Father sent him, obviously the Father must have had a message or a purpose in sending him. All right, check this out. John chapter 16. I want to establish the fact of why Jesus came. Not his mission at this point, but just the fact that either he decided to come on his own or the Father sent him. All right, look at John chapter 16, verse 25, beginning with verse 25. It says, These things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth 
from God. Now pick up on that. First he tells us in John 8 that the Father sent him. Then in John 16 he says, I came forth from God. You get that? All right. So if he came from God, he must have had a purpose and a message. Now, God, Jehovah, said in the last book of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi. Let's go there because that's where we left off last time. Malachi. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan is absolutely correct in the fact that the Old Testament ends with the statement from God that in the, before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes, I will send you Elijah. That's exactly correct. He did not read it from the scripture, but he quoted it basically from the scripture. Okay, let's read it. What does it say? Malachi 4, verses 5 and 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, both Minister Farrakhan and the Bible said that God, Jehovah, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, would send you the prophet Elijah. Okay, that's very plain. Now, my question is, what does that actually mean? Now, I personally believe in the Bible literally. Me too. And I take it literally, except where it is without question symbolic or metaphorical, like in the book of Revelation or the book of Daniel, where you have a lot of symbolism. But I believe that everything else is literal. However, because God, Jehovah, is limited in communicating with us based on our language, then our language restricts him in his communication process. Because he can't give us a revelation that's beyond our language ability to give us understanding. Who knows one language? English. God would be out of order to try to bring me a revelation in French. <laughs> the revelation is gone. Bye-bye. Hasta la vista, baby. It's gone. I could not understand it. Are you following what I'm saying? So God is limited by our limitation. Now, having said that, Here's my question. God said, I'll send you, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. My question is, does that mean, did God mean that he was going to send to us the physical, actual Elijah that lived back in the old covenant? The Bible basically will interpret itself if you let it. Mm -hmm. So when it makes a statement like this, then if you take that statement literally, without reservation, it, 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 it has to mean that Elijah is coming back. The real one that went up in a, in a chariot. But is that, in fact, what it means? Well, 
Nope. Let's, let's see what the Bible says. Let's see what Jesus says about it. Is God going to send the same Elijah who walked the earth back, who walked the earth back from heaven to earth? Now, remember what is said of Jesus in John 3. Go to John 3 now. Now we're on new territory. Beginning with verse 22. Now, let me say this to you. You need to get this. You, you need to listen to this carefully and you need to follow along. As I said before, I am not attacking Minister Farrakhan. I'm not concerned no, I, with Minister Farrakhan as an individual person because I, I don't know him. He's never done anything to me, so I have no reason to get on him. But he made a statement. You heard him make the statement, and he's making statements about what I believe. He's making statements about Christians, and he's not a Christian. Can't be a Christian and a Muslim. You can't be a male and a female. Amen. I don't care what you look like, you are one or the other. Now, what he says about Jesus and Elijah is very important because it, 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 it impacts on the credibility of who Jesus is. And that ought to be important to you if you call yourself a Christian. All right, John 3, verse 22. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he remained with them and baptized. Now John also was baptizing in Anon near Salem, because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. Now pick up on this now. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes, now pick up on this now, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. Pick up on this now. For he who, whom God has sent, for he whom God has sent, for he whom God has sent, the words of God speaks the words of God speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loved the Son and has given all things into his hand. 
He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Now, go back here. Go back, verse 34, I want you to get this. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. I want you to get that. The person that God has sent speaks the words of God. So, everybody that God has sent, Jehovah God, Creator God, everybody that God has sent, if God sent them, they all have to say the same thing about the same subject. There can be no deviation in their message because if so, then God is confused. Therefore, his word is invalidated because he declares he's not the author of confusion. And if he sends 10 people and gives them 10 different messages about the same subject, somebody is confused. So, if Jehovah God sent the Honorable Louis Farrakhan to tell us that Jesus and Elijah are one and the same, then Jesus, since he has been sent by God, Jehovah, he also will say that he and Elijah are one and the same, or else somebody is mixed up about something. Will you agree with that? Are you, can you follow my reason? Are you following my reason? How many of you understood what I said? That's very important. See, we don't have to call anybody a false prophet. We don't have to call anybody a false prophet. They'll call themselves that by what they say. I didn't call anybody a false prophet. I said you don't have to call somebody a false prophet. Their message will tell you who they is and who they ain't. Okay. Now, we just read what John the Baptist said. John the Baptist said that Jesus speaks the words of God. You just read it, right? So, whatever Jesus says about this Elijah whom God said he would send must in fact be the words of God. Correct. Huh? Talk to me. Well, what did Jesus say about Elijah? Or did he say anything? Since Jesus speaks for God and not Mr. Farrakhan, we will have to believe what Jesus says about Elijah in order to believe what God says about Elijah. With that in mind, turn to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. All right, let's begin with verse 11. Remember now, God, Jehovah, sent Jesus. We read that. The Father sent him. John the Baptist said, He whom God has sent, speaks the words of God. So Jesus then speaks on behalf of God because 
God Jehovah sent him. So then, what he says about Elijah would have to fit in with what Mr. Farrakhan says about Elijah if, in fact, Mr. Farrakhan is speaking on behalf of God. they got to say the same thing about the same subject if they're from the same source. Okay? Verse 11, this is Jesus speaking. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it, it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. Jesus is Elijah. John is Elijah. Now, you don't, you don't, you don't see a discrepancy in what we heard and what this says. I mean, you don't see a difference. Now, let's look at something else. Go to Luke chapter one. Oh, my father, get ready for this. Mm-hmm. This is going to put three holes in the bottom of your boat. Minister Farrakhan, correct. We're not trying to just find fault with him as a man. Like I said, I don't know him. But what he said, it relates to me because he's talking about the Jesus that I've given my life to. So all I want to do is find out, is he telling, is he telling me the whole story? He said that Elijah and Jesus are one in the, he's one in the same. He said the Old Testament closes out with God saying, I'm going to send you the prophet Elijah, and the New Testament begins with the genealogy of Jesus. Therefore, Elijah and Jesus, one in the same. Those were his words, not Fred's words. Those were Mr. Farrakhan's words. Well, Jesus said that John was Elijah, if you're willing to receive it. And remember now, John the Baptist said, he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. So did God send Mr. Farrakhan and Jesus with two different messages about the same subject. <laughs> All right, Luke. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, my, 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 my. Chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord, appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense and when Zechariah saw him he was troubled and fear fell upon him but the angel said to him do not be afraid Zechariah for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth 
for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, putting these two things together, Jesus, see, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, Jesus said that if you are willing to receive it, John is Elijah. Now we have an angel from God who says, pick up on this now, verse 17, he will also go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah. Amen. Who will? John. Zechariah and Elizabeth's son, whose name was John, called the Baptist. So there are two confirming witnesses that John is Elijah. Not Elijah in the fact that he is the physical Elijah that went up in the chariot, but he was going to come as a prophet of God with the same anointing, the same power, the same spirit as the Elijah who walked the earth. Now, if John is Elijah, and Jesus said that if you're willing to receive it, John is Elijah, then Jesus couldn't be Elijah. And if Jesus couldn't be Elijah, then Elijah and Jesus ain't one and the same. Now, whose report will you believe? You black Muslims, take note. Jesus said that John the Baptist was Elijah, and Mr. Farrakhan says Jesus and Elijah one in the same. Now, question, who do you think should know, and who are you going to believe? Now, let's stretch it out a little further. Go to Matthew chapter 17. Obviously, then, when God said, I'll send you Elijah, he didn't mean Elijah, Elijah, the one that went up in a chariot. See, that's confirmed by what we just read, by what Jesus said about John the Baptist and what the angel said about John the Baptist. That's the way you let Scripture prove Scripture. When you have a situation where you just, you're not, you're not really sure. If you take it at face value, like the statement said in Malachi, the only conclusion you can come to if you don't know how to search the scriptures is the fact that Elijah physically is coming back. But is that what God meant? Couldn't have because he sent Jesus from God with God's word and Jesus said John was Elijah. So apparently then that statement in Malachi, when it says I'll send you the Elijah the prophet, he didn't mean Elijah that went up in the chariot. He meant, I'm going to send you somebody like that prophet in the power and spirit of the prophet, just like Elijah. All right, Matthew chapter 17, verse 1. It says, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, 
led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Now this was in the spirit, because Moses and Elijah are in the spirit world. When they died, they went, at that particular time, they went down into what's called the underworld, to the paradise section of the underworld, awaiting the great day of redemption so that they could be transferred to the heavenly paradise in heaven. Okay? And so God allowed them to come up because they're alive. You never die. I mean, you don't cease to be consciously in existence. So he allowed them to appear in glory, which means then that they didn't appear as I appear in flesh. They appeared in a glorified state. God allowed that. That's what that means. Okay? All right, where are we now? All right? Uh, verse 3. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now move down in that same chapter to verse 10. Uh, pick up on this now. Verse 10. And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said to them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah has come already, and they did not know him, but did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man also is also about to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood. Say understood. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. Teach it. Teach it, Dr. Price. Teach it. Hallelujah. My question to you is, who speaks for Jehovah God? Mr. Farrakhan or Jesus the Christ? Jesus the Christ. This concludes the message by Dr. Price. Now, saints, you heard it. That concludes this message. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be able uh, physically to share um, more episodes regarding this issue. Yes, because it is an issue. Next weekend, because I'm having surgery on Friday, uh, um, August the 26th. It depends on how I feel Saturday um, and Sunday. Uh, it, I, I am going to be allowed to come home after surgery, but of course I'm going to be a little weak still under that anesthesia. So um, I can tell you, I know this is going to blow up once I upload it. It's going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and, and several other uh, podcast networks. So... I'm just saying, allow the truth to speak through the scriptures. Elijah Muhammad was not Jesus the Christ. Jesus and Elijah are not the same. Jesus is the Christ. There is not another gospel. You understand? There is not another gospel. Jesus is the son of God. He was God in the flesh. And there is no one else like Jesus. So I hope you enjoyed this. This is called teaching. Teaching at its best. And unfortunately, when you teach truth, the truth itself reveals false teaching. 
Because if anyone is speaking on behalf of God, then, and of course we know God has more than one messenger. We all should be on the same page. And I can tell you this, they have some denominations teaching another gospel. But um, it's nothing that Jesus didn't warn us about. Nothing that the apostles didn't warn us about. So with that said, saints, walk in love. I hope uh, this day finds you and your family well. My prayer for you is that God give you understanding and that God allow his truth to reside in your heart. I hope that God provides protection for you and your family, healing for you and your family, and deliverance for you and your family. Because he definitely provides all that for me and my family. So until next time, saints, peace out. I hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign capital D lowercase r capital C lowercase a m a l e capital D and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D., serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.